Lao. Watch your back, watch your back. The chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch your back. The chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch your back. Oh, there's a chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch your back. Warning: This podcast details crimes and descriptions of violence that may be disturbing or triggering. It may not be suitable for all listeners. We'll do our best to warn listeners about what to expect before each episode and to include them in our show notes. So enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello. Good evening, Julie. How are you doing? Hi, Douglas. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How um, was your week? It was very chill, very relaxed, as it has been lately. Yeah. Yep. Three-day week. Awesome. That's my way to go. We had a well. We had a holiday. The rest of us. <laughs> it's true. It's, 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 I didn't count how many. I think I must have worked like two days this week. So okay, winning. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, it is winning when you get those time off. That time off. Um, Welcome everybody to Crimes of the Best oh, yes, Plans. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Ongi mm. etori. Ongi etori. That's welcome and best. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Today we're drinking a cider, mm-hmm. and I'm just checking the name, Usharte, that's U-X-A-R-T-E, and it's a nice uh, Biscayan, uh, a Biscayan <laughs> uh, Chacoli, which means, you know, well, Chacoli, not Chacoli, sorry. Sidra. It, it just comes naturally, doesn't it? Yes, uh, Biscayan Cider. And the cider is basically one of the traditional drinks of the Basque Country, actually. Yes. It's it's more traditional, let's say, than wine. Yeah. And more um, apples than grapes. Yeah, the thing is the grapes grow better, right? Uh, towards like lower lands, like mm-hmm. the flatlands. Yeah. Like Rioja. It, there's a part of Rioja that is inside the Basque Country. And then traditionally when you get into the mountains, instead of the grapes, you'd, you'd use the the apples to make cider. Mm-hmm. And it's a long, long tradition in Basque Country, probably brought in by the uh, Celtic peoples who mm. emigrated into uh, the Iberian Peninsula. But they have taken it and ran with it, haven't they? It's a big thing here. It's huge. Yeah. It's, There's a whole season. Yeah. Cider season. It's lovely, and it's it's a typical thing we do here. We go to cider houses with big groups of people, mm-hmm. and then there's set number of food like uh, bacala, bacalao and uh, omelette, yeah, uh, which is a, a dried cod omelette, and a, a few other, but lots of meats as well. Peppers, mm-hmm. big old steak. Yeah, it's a set menu, sort of a set menu in a way. But it is a set menu. You're also allowed to take your own food. You have chorizo and cider, mm-hmm. cooked in cider. Mm. What else do they give you? Oh, the cheese with nuts, with walnuts as your dessert. Yeah, we can. And then the membrillo, the quince fruit. Quince jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of a set menu. It's a, a Basque people like predictability. <laughs> <laughs> And they like tradition. <laughs> yeah, so that tradition's very fixed these days. Mm-hmm. It's a great day out. It really is. Usually. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Exactly. And but you know, it's it's been a big part of, of bass culture. Even you know, fishing for. Oops, something fell. It's all good. It's fine. 
<laughs> like even even going like the Basques are quite well known, like historically for being one of the first Europeans to arrive to North America as well when they were hunting whales and cods. Mm-hmm. And even in those times, they would always take the cider, which was great. Pray mm, keeps for a long time. It does. But what's more important is vitamin C. Ah, yes. Mm. Very important. Scurvy. Yeah. Got to so prevent that scurvy. Yeah. They didn't really know that, but it worked. It worked, yeah. They but, had no idea what good they were doing for themselves. Yeah. Better than the gin that the British were taking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, idiots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Eventually, they I don't hit, want to offend any of you Brits out there. Eventually, they Drinking hit gin on the high seas. They hit on the lime and the tonic, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a good history, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So you're going to start. Uh... Oh yeah. So this is a mini episode today. We're going to be just telling some stories from the news Little here part. in the Basque Country or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So let's see. What do we have? Okay, so we have three people arrested um, in, oh gosh, Bortsirak. Bortsirak. <laughs> Bortsiriak. No? Bortsiriak. 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 Okay, so three people were arrested for growing 94 marijuana plants. 94. Okay, 94. three people arrested, yes. Yeah. We are allowed to have three plants or two plants each. I don't know the law. It's either two or three, I think. Um so they're clearly over the limits. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between three we know that math, right? <laughs> that math we can do that 94 is more than those three people are it's, allowed. It's more, yeah. Yeah. Um so Let's see. So they arrested three people. They were 24, 29, and 41. Okay. In um, Bortsiriak mm-hmm. region. Um, and they were mm-hmm. um, they were on a routine patrol to prevent crimes against property. A citizen security patrol perceived a strong smell of marijuana near an abandoned farmhouse. Mm-hmm. That's how they were clued in. And despite the abundant undergrowth that made the access to the property difficult, Mm. the agents um, found 94 large marijuana plants, hoses, plastic bottles, fertilizer containers. Okay. They found all the stuff needed to grow marijuana, right? Yeah. And they also noted that this plot of land had been cleared of weeds and prepared for like cultivation. So it was outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was outside of this abandoned farmhouse Mm. so uh they found it right and then in order to you know kind of catch the people Mm -hmm. in the act they just started a surveillance of the place but through drones oh wow yeah so they had they had a drone flying over the property for a while and which captured like images of them oh wow you know working on the farm Mm. and um yeah and so they had their evidence, and when the three of them left the place one day, they intercepted their vehicle, and they were, they had found in their trunk six bottles of water used to irrigate the plantation. So basically, all they found on them when they detained them was water. Water. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm supposing, but they did have the photographic evidence, the drones, of yeah. them working, harvesting, you know, farming. Okay, well, it's kind of surprising. Yeah. There's a clear... It's surprising why. <laughs> there's a clear oversupply of marijuana right now. Is there? Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. 
And then outside... A clear oversupply. There's a very clear oversupply, yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of abandoned farmhouses. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, here, it's legal to buy marijuana at an association. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I don't know if it's of course, but I know, as a matter of fact, that if you grow it outside, it's lower quality than indoor grown. Mm -hmm. So the the normal kind like the, the species that we usually smoke here is critty bilbo so critical critty bilbo critical bilbao is the yeah. full name of the marijuana and it usually goes for like five five euros a gram okay. and it's down it's under three right now ah and that's why you know and that's an inside plant it's not even an outside plant so it'll be even Those cheaper must be real cheap yeah so you know it's it's clearly a plantation for more than your own consumption, though. So yeah. Hey. Yep. Uh, drones, not a good investment. Uh, not a good investment. But the thing about the drone is, like, aren't they kind of noisy? They pretty like, noisy. Can't you hear? Yeah. How did they not notice a drone flying ahead? I mean, some people like to work listening to music. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Maybe mm. they were listening to music or podcasts. Yeah, they might be listening to our podcast. How ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, at the beginning when you said that it was an abandoned house, house farmhouse, I was like, oh, maybe it's inside. Yeah, maybe it had electricity. Maybe it would make sense. But then being outside, it's like, well, yeah, I wonder. Not not right? the best businessman, I would say, unfortunately. Maybe, well, they were young, except for that 41-year-old that mm. was hanging out with 20-some-year-olds. He should have known better. But then again, it might not have been. We don't know the species. It could be been one of those really expensive kind of californian varieties that fetch 12 euros yeah, it per didn't gram say anything about them having like a greenhouse i could see that being more but that's if it's a good quality genetics as we would say you know it, it would produce way better products so hmm. i'm just going baseline outside is not a good idea hmm. and uh, in general the market's not really looking for a lot so mm -hmm. a nod it, it is a current story right it's yeah not, this was hmm. um Oh, shit. When was that? Oh, it was on the 8th mm. of October. Because, yeah. So, technically, you're supposed to plant your plants within the association. So, these associations usually are in a lonja, which are the the places that are kind of... Uh, like commercial space, but... Exactly. At the bottom of a building, you usually have the commercial space. And so, they're, they're usually big enough that you can have indoor plants. Mm. But even so, you know the market isn't very controlled so you know people buy from outside as well so these people can easily sell to associations i mean it can't get caught but that's the the only risk mm -hmm. but then again even amsterdam you know they're not either allowed to buy plants in amsterdam so the buying process for the associations is always illegal hmm. so we have that in common gotcha but anyway, here at least we're right. allowed to, 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 to grow them in sight, especially with associations. It wouldn't be a problem to have 90 plants in an association as long as you have a big the number clientele mm, to smoke it. Yeah, to, yeah. Mm. that fits the, yeah. And of course, I'm part of an association, which is why I know some of those things. Wow, look at you. Mm. I mean, I, I, I partake in smoking Maria. Same. As I'm sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's not a crime anymore. People need to no. get with it. It's not a crime. Exactly. Okay. 
All right. That's a good story. Well, and, thanks. And my one now? Yeah. We're going for me. Let's hear. Let's so, hear what you got. So my story is about um, a young man. They call him an adolescent, but he's 19. Um, whose surnames are Orozco Jimenez. And Orozco is a village just south of here. Mm-hmm. It's one of the last villages in Biscaya. Mm-hmm. If you just go south, just before Alava. Oh, Orozco. There's yeah. Crime in Orozco. There was. Yeah. That's going to be an episode someday. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, it wasn't fun, but. Oh, no. They but... never are. <laughs> no. It'll be. A... But I was like, why does that sound familiar? Oh, yes. I've been researching that. Mm. It's quite a, a common name. I've, I think there's a couple of streets, at least this one street with Orozco mm. and Bilbao, right? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It, it just seems very familiar. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the story comes from Managua, Nicaragua, mm. Central America. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the young man was mining in an illegal mine, in an informal mine. Oh. And uh, he was went down into the mine at 10 a.m. and started feeling a little bit dizzy. He came out, had a breather, and then he went back in half an hour later and never came back. And uh. his friends went in to get him. He had... Uh, friends or co-workers? Co-workers, yeah. They found him on the floor, kind of uh, unconscious. And unfortunately, when they managed to get him to the hospital, he'd already passed away. Oh. And they concluded it was uh, CO2 poisoning. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a gas. From a mine, yeah. No no canaries. No. I mean, I don't know what the... the clearly, the crime here is health and safety. Yeah. I mean, a minimum of health and safety is necessary for yeah, you think of they'd have like detectors because you can get pretty basic equipment yeah i mean you know the famous old canary i mean any oh, or a bird any bird <laughs> yeah would work right i suppose poor bird little bird don't put the bird through that i know but what i mean <laughs> there's is machi- there are two you know there's equipment now it can be a nice that you can read a meter and it says you've got sure. a too high level of you know but, but how much money do they have in Nicaragua to spend on health and safety? I feel like people buy these for their houses, and they're not that expensive. True. Like, I have a CO2 meter, but... See? It was like 120 euros. For a mining company? That's nothing. It's, it's not company. It's informal. It's just people going underground. What were they mining? I didn't... I, they didn't mention, actually. I guess if we, we look uh, at what they generally get in the area, we can find that out. Uh. Do you want me to? So was it like a group of friends or was he working for a company? Do you know anything like that? The, the, that's the only news is that, you know, it was just a health and safety piece of story. Mm. I mean, there's. I just assumed it was a situation very similar to what happens in the Congo, where lots of uh, rare earths are um, mined. And it's completely informal, as they would put it. You know, yeah. it's just people... Uh, that are told you know what we're looking for and they learn how to look for it mm. but it's pretty rogue and, and sort of haphazard yeah and the way the way they describe uh these two other uh co-workers of his you know it was they're just other young kids you know yeah, yeah typically gold and silver okay thank you ah. gold and silver Here, that's of easy course. to identify mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Does that ring bells? No, only because in the Americas, that's what they were, you know, I think back to history. It's a typical thing. They yeah. went and got all the gold out of Central South America. That's a... a or the Americas. That's a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big crime. Brought it back to the <laughs> crown. On those churches covered in gold and yeah, silver. Yeah. Mm, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Wow, that's well, too bad. As you can see, I mean, actually, there's an interesting historical aspect, which I think we're probably going to come across quite a few times, mm-hmm. which is actually Basque people were extremely viable in the beginning of colonization of the Americas because they were already mining here in a Basque country. And so they were experts in that field of mining. So they were always generally chosen to lead those efforts to organize the mining, to you know, clearly this guy unlearned his health and safety uh, <laughs> <laughs> traditions because he... Well, isn't it like odorless? It's hard to know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but you know... People are dying in their houses all the time of that. Yeah. Yeah, like a leaf and they just die I mean, overnight sleeping. Mm, I'm amazed at how much CO2 one person can, can create in one room, you know? Mm, is that why you have a meter to see how much you're producing? I got it because I've been smoking inside the house and I was curious how bad it got inside the house. I do open the windows sometimes, but not, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't automatic or constant. Mm -hmm. After I've got the meter, I've realized how bad it is. I mean, the CO2 doesn't get so bad, but just seeing the CO2, how bad it gets, how fast, like within three hours, it'll go like the normal base is like 330. 80 i guess is the normal sort of in town uh parts of co2 per whatever they count and then the worst i've gotten like when two friends of mine came to visit it was zach and his girlfriend us three because it was a cold room cold night so we closed the windows and us three it got to 1200 with three people overnight Immediately in the morning, we opened it. But anything over 800, it's like, it's bad. (laughs) So I was quite surprised when it got to 1,200 or 300. It was was quite, it's like 1,000 over. Huh. It's like four times the concentration than normal. So where did it come from in this mine? That's the thing. I mean, I know CO2 poisoning is a thing, but I don't know if it's just randomly in the earth. You're thinking of something else. I suppose there's just well, CO2 in Earth, you know? Oh, I guess, like, because also, if it's related to gas, right? Yeah. Like, so then there are gas, gas deposits. Like yeah, so that's what I was thinking. It was like shale some... mining. But, like, yeah. would you count that gas as CO2 poisoning? I that's what they called it, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's what it is. I'm sorry. We're not an expert. We're clearly not experts. No. Well, no. Douglas sounds like a better expert than I am. <laughs> Not, just from what people yeah release reading right? stories regularly mm. that's the co2 you're counting i'm right? counting we that excel on yeah. a regular basis yeah and i imagine this this counter is going to count mono- carbon monoxide as well oh maybe that's what i'm thinking carbon monoxide mm. that sounds more appropriate what i'm thinking of the that's what the car that. does right when a car burns fuel you die from more <laughs> oh, carbon dear. monoxide <clears throat> i think i think that's i remember reading at some point our yeah. our listeners will correct. Yeah, they're going to come at us. <laughs> I mean, it was a nice exploration of the history of the Basque Country and mining. 
it's a very ugly history, but it's clearly oh, yes, mining always is, isn't it? Mm, but it still has, you know, clear, you know, the guy not only is uh, regardless, yes, he his died surname, in a mine. Yeah, his surname is Basque. What was his surname? Orozco. Oh yeah. And he's still, um, you know, his family probably never stopped mining. Hmm. Yes, he comes from a long line of miners. Mm. And well, that Perhaps. was that story. Yes, um, our feeling. You can build a whole backstory for him and yes. his family. I mean, it's, it's it's a bit of a guess. Maybe half the country is Basque <laughs> surnames, and we're just taking. And half the country are ex-miners or mm. of miners. I'm not sure. I mean, Nicaragua is not known for a lot of gold or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it just back gets, in the day. Maybe maybe it's just not taxed. Hmm. Who knows? Well, our feelings go well, out to this his family. Well, this is not about Nicaragua, the podcast. So and even if it were. I mean, it's about the consequences of Basque people all around the world as well. Mm -hmm. And clearly that was not the best mm. of, of, of consequences. But hey, yeah. Maybe right. rest in Good. peace. Good. Wait, yeah, exactly. Mm. Poor guy. So you have a story. Yeah, for us this now? one. Um, this was the biggest story I think from this month. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to find because I have a lot of information on it, but I'm going to try to summarize it. Okay. Well, basically. Hmm. A woman went into um, Bursurto Hospital. Bursurto, yeah. Mm -hmm, which is here in Bilbao. Mm -hmm. I think it was about the 19th of October. Mm. She went in dressed as a, like some, a worker there, like in white scrubs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, impersonating like a worker. Impersonating someone that worked there, yeah. And went um, into a room where a couple had just had a baby. Okay. And uh, told the mother that they had to do some tests on the baby and mm. kidnapped the baby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they, you know, of course, everything went, you know, alarms went off very shortly after. Good. Like maybe another nurse came in and the woman, yeah. the mother said, oh, I thought you just took the baby for tests. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Hmm. So she, uh, yeah, took the baby and... Um, and then it was until it was like, that was at night. It okay. happened at night. I think it was about 11. Oh, it was 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. They had like a CCTV mm -hmm. cameras caught her. Yeah. Good. So they were looking for her, looking for, you know, asking everybody to keep an eye out for someone who looks like this or come to, you know, mm -hmm. report to the police. And this is how they describe her. Six, uh, 1.6 meters tall with an obese body complexion <laughs> complexion is how they put it but complexion in english is your skin not your body type i guess yeah sorry yeah. sorry obese, uh... long curly hair tied up in a bun so that's how they described her okay um and it also said that um then okay so the following morning like eight o'clock in the morning uh somebody in santucho opened their door mm -hmm. to their house their apartment door mm -hmm. and the, there was the baby laying on their like welcome mat oh my gosh yeah in some like future. fine mm -hmm. yeah which is just fine greater bilbao just in the north yeah so the woman apparently dropped it like knew she was gonna get caught or whatever and just 
put the baby on someone's doorstep, basically. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting mixed up. Santucci is just downtown. Yeah, it's, I, I always it's not mix that it up. far. I mix up with Santucci. That's why. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I used to confuse those two. Um, so then they were still looking for her because the yeah. baby appeared, but not her. What a horrible night for the parents. I know. I'm glad they. I know. Figured out the the child by the morning. Okay, yeah. that's something. I I heard something about a baby. I I'd never heard all those details. That's a horrible story. Yeah. And um, so eventually they did arrest her. They figured out who she was. I'm hmm. trying to find the article that I had. I have a lot of them here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You post them. She was a 24-year-old girl. Um, she was arrested um, on Thursday. So that must have been, I don't know. Some days later. A few days later, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she was arrested. She was located in the company of a friend. Um at about 10.45 a.m. Hmm. They were in Ahsoka Square in the Sorosa neighborhood. Sorosa. Okay, yeah. That's that's north of the city of Bilbao. Yeah. Um, so they found her. They went to search her house. They found baby stuff at her house, like a high chair and a stroller. Okay. So as if she was expecting a baby. And hmm. also... That according to her neighbors and her partner, hmm. she had been saying she was pregnant. Oh, wow. So it seems like some kind of psychological. Well, issue. yes. Or maybe she miscarried and didn't want to admit she didn't. She wanted to produce a baby. Mm-hmm. I've heard of stories like this, like yeah. all the true crime I've read. There have been several stories like this and some worse than others, mm-hmm. you know, like murder. and For sure. Uh, so yeah, so it's not, it's like, it's not surprising that somebody was faking a pregnancy and I mean, it is surprising. It's obviously troubling. I mean, it's not the first time I've heard of that either. Yeah. Hmm. So, so apparently that's what was happening. So she was desperate to find a baby. She's kind of young though, right? 26? 24. 24. Wow. Yeah. Like, I wonder. And now she's been released, um, on like provisional release. Hmm. So... Wow. Waiting, awaiting her trial or whatever is going to happen. That's intense. I mean. Yeah. So that was the other, that was the big story in the last few days. Wow. So that was this week as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like, mm. not this week, but the last week. Mm. Um. So it says here, there was another thing, two similar cases a decade ago, 2014, 2012, um, in the Osaki hospital network. So Osaki is the. Basque health, health system. Care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first kidnapping took place a decade ago at the Donostia Hospital. Mm-hmm. A woman with psychiatric problems took a baby while her parents were sleeping. Mm-hmm. The parents of the baby, I'm assuming. The little boy was found a few hours later in perfect health. Good to the, hear. The one who took her was um, went and got a taxi, and it was the taxi driver who notified the police. Right. And then another woman in 2014, dressed as a health worker, attempted a similar adoption at the same hospital. In this case, a nursing assistant realized that she was not a worker. Wow. So took the child from her. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good job, nurse. I'm glad all the babies are safe in those stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And the mothers. Because I've heard terrible stories with a mother. I mean, that mother, this, this, this week's episode, she would have had a terrible first night. 
That's a good story, though. Yeah. For Monday to tell you. Guess what? Your first night you were kidnapped. Yeah, I know, right? That's your history. <laughs> they like keep it from you until you're like older to understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Imagine you, being told that. Two years old, that doesn't make what? sense. Mother, that explains so much. <laughs> as if, as if. I should have been in therapy from day one. <laughs> Hilarious. Do you have many memories as a very small child? I, I have very No, but any. I feel like, I mean, mm. I've heard that those things affect you as a child. You like, even though you don't like remember them exactly, mm -hmm. they still imprint something on you. These experiences of being mm. away from I know, like your in mother a, and in the first hours, it's quite. And with somebody who's like agitated, obviously, because they just kidnapped you and they're yeah. freaked out as, you know, so like it's a very strange first bonding experience with somebody you yeah know? yeah i mean they should and then being left on a doorstep they were in the room before with the mother so it was a little bit initial binding but yeah, right and then still, to immediately have that go away whole night without yeah that's yeah. pretty random but i mean you know people the babies are taken away to get generally yeah yeah or put in an incubator mm. so but I feel Can't like be. they say that kind of imprints on you too. Like if you were kept mm -hmm. in an incubator for a first few months or something. For sure. Because, yeah, you, barely any human Isolated. contact. Yeah. That sounds very difficult on, on any child. But, yeah, in my, in my case, I remember very little before I'm seven. In my case. Oh, me too. Mm. Me too. Nothing. So they could have, you know. Excuse me. My mom, actually, she always tells, she was always very irritated with the United States and and why not right the whole planet is but <laughs> what she, her i mean you know for different political reasons or whatever but in her case it turns out like when i was an adolescent she was like yeah like when you're a baby like they were like opening your nappies and checking if you didn't have drugs inside and i was all like oh know. going into the states yeah because we mm, so yeah I was a baby, and then mom, I was born in Latin America. It's a classic drug trafficking. Yeah. My mom scheme. went to visit Scotland, her parents. Uh, and then, so obviously, the flight would be coming back through uh, United States somehow, <laughs> probably LA, because mom would probably have stayed with my her, her aunt and an uncle. Mm hmm. And so, yeah. You got and searched by customs as a baby. Yeah, and she, she felt very mistreated. And then I remember in the same trip, she took me out on a walk. That's a no-no. What? Yeah, the police stopped her because they were like, it's L.A. You got to be in a car. They put her in a car and took her back to my uncle and aunt's place. What? <laughs> yeah. They were like, you don't walk here. <laughs> what? That my mom's like, far I'm European. I mean, I guess I if she was on the road... That would be dangerous because there's no sidewalks. Because I can see that there's probably no yeah. sidewalks in yeah. a lot of places. So you can't really be walking in the street. Yeah, it's a thing. That I've is where the cars go. I've heard of <laughs> many stories of Europeans walking and the American police just going, no, you're not allowed to walk here. I know really? it's, it's not a total rule in L.A. because my other friend Inigo, you know Inigo, he mm -hmm. was... He was working there for some months and he was walking everywhere, like through all the neighborhoods you're not supposed to. But, you know, he'd like walk from the sea for like four hours into downtown. I'm like, 
that doesn't sound like a nice walk. He was like, it wasn't. You're just a long walk. <laughs> yeah, like a very busy roadway yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. time. He probably took the same amount of time as a driver, but you know. Probably, probably. Alley <laughs> for uh, you. Yeah. There you go. Baby yeah. stories. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. That's something I've learned about you today. Mm. That you had customs going through your diapers. Yeah. And and I, I couldn't go for a walk without a car. I mean bit of a contradiction but <laughs> that's that's ma'am how... we're gonna need you to go to a park or something yeah 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 in a car yeah, yeah. get there by car please <laughs> but yeah not part of my memories but it's part of my history yeah mm-hmm. no kidnappings as far as i know same i haven't been told anything yet i think oh. they would have told me by now I mean, maybe they're asking you to ask or waiting for you to ask. Uh, should I say. ask the next time I talk to my mom? Fine. Mom, have I ever mom, been Mom, have I been kidnapped? Yes or no? <laughs> be hilarious if She'll she be goes. Like, well, one time. Was that you or was that your sister? No, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lost you for a few hours. <laughs> Somebody brought you back, though. <laughs> you were fine. <laughs> it was the 80s. It was the 80s. Yeah, it was, it was so. So I would be talking about about 1981 when these th- these two things happened. Yeah, huh. if we think about those around about there, because my sister was born in 82, so she wasn't there yet. Mm. So it would have been a different. She would not have gone out walking with two children. Mm. <laughs> she would need a car for that. She would be in the road, basically. <laughs> I mean, I can see the cops stopping her if she was in the road. You're defending American cops because way I know that too there's much. no. I'm not defending the cops. I'm defending <laughs> the fact that there's probably no sidewalks because nobody walks. Yeah. Or you're walking on private property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was probably what the cops' issue was. Either mm. they were in the road or they were on private property. Well, like actually, lawns or something. I didn't think we'd get to this point of the story, but we've circled <laughs> back to the Basque Country. Oh, how how did we do that? Because my uncle and aunt, uh, the latest place I know they've been living in, I don't know if it's where they lived then, but they live in Thousand Oaks. Well, he, mm-hmm. my uncle still lives there. Familiar with that. And Thousand Oaks is is still well known as, as originally being a Basque herders region in oh, really? north of LA in the mountains. Yeah. Hmm. And even when I visit there, visited there last, my uncle was reminding me of that. So it's still a well, well-known fact around there. Of course, it's been filled with people now, but historically. Full of shopping malls and exactly. strip malls and yep. suburbs. Yep. Fast food joints and mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. a farmer's market. I don't know how um, uh, affluent it is. It's is pretty, it pretty affluent. affluent. Oh, then there's pretty a affluent. farmer's market. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Short drives to some gorgeous beaches. Mm. That was that was good memories. No, actually, on the West Coast, it's not so privatized. Like on the East Coast, even though they're not allowed to, mm-hmm. the the residents along the coast are making their the coastline private. Yeah. And non-residents aren't allowed to go there. And people go out and harass people that try to just go to the beach for the day. I've read I think that. that's just outrageous. Yeah, I've read about that. Like, what? But this even, is public land. Even in, in California, I've read about that happening in front I of those. I can see it, like, in Malibu. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, the really, really affluent places. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember reading some story. And, and there was this. Or Santa Barbara. Let's like say that. crazy woman. <laughs> Karen. Some Karen. Perfect term. <laughs> I shouldn't use it as my mom's called Karen. Oh, is she? (laughs) 
it's unfortunate for nice Karens. It's very unfortunate. But so this Karen was putting up some signs all over the place saying like, there's like dangerous sharks in the water to get people people? not to go in the water or go to the beach. She was like, but then of course the surfers knew better. Uh, for one there's sharks everywhere so it's yeah. not gonna work yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember that story and they were talking how a number of beaches had in practice become sort of inaccessible Let's just harass people so they'll leave yeah mm. and i don't know if it like, was who are um, you where's your id do you live here what are you doing here yeah what what reason do you have to be here and people are like well i just came to the beach we need to know our rights but who are you it's Karen. <laughs> but the only only time that my friends took me to the beach there, I, I it seemed like it was next to like a nature reserve because there was some nice mountains around. There was no houses. Mm. And we just drove to this lovely beach. Lovely sunsets. Good mm. memories. Good memories. I mean, there's a lot of them along the California coast. So it could be anywhere. Beautiful. Big Sur, maybe. I don't know. If it was a famous one. I don't know. If you look at Thousand Oaks on a map and go west, that's pretty much where we went. <laughs> to the west is the beach. Is the beach. You'll hit a beach. That's more or less where it was. Yeah. Good memories. Good memories. Nice. My turn for a story now. Why don't we take a break and then more? We're doing it. We're doing it. Okie dokie. See you soon. Okay. Hi, hi, hi. All right. And we're back. Yeah. So the next story is downtown from this week. I had not heard about this. Me neither. But you pointed it out. No, was it? Oh, it was Megan. No? Yeah. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> and this was a 21-year-old who was in Parque Dueña Casilda. And he tried to... Um, steal something from a group of five guys mm-hmm. in the park same park and they caught him trying to steal and just beat him up really bad mm. and uh reading this article we understand that there was another group of people and one of the people in this other group phoned the police quite quite worried about how badly the 21 year old was getting beat up hmm. and he's fine. He's in, hus- in hospital now. Oh, that doesn't sound fine. I mean, you know, in terms <laughs> of he's not in, he in was any, hospitalized though. Yeah, he does. He's, he had to be kept there overnight and it looks like he might, I don't know if he's going to stay there for more than one night, but that was, that's what. Aye, aye, aye. Mm. So the municipal police was called. They came in and, was it the Archenta or was it the... It says municipal police, yeah. Mm. Oh, and Urtsansa. Okay, Urtsansa. everybody. Everybody turned up. I mean, which sounds like Bilbao, right? Anytime anything yeah. happens, there's like five cars, lights. Yep, start taping up the scene. It's a commotion. <laughs> I mean, you, you sort of feel safe. But as another podcast I was listening to this week said, you know... They turn up afterwards. They're not really protecting us. <laughs> In this case, it's kind of the same. You know, they didn't stop anything specifically, but they turned up. Well, they didn't stop it. I mean, like I guess it was somebody. It was, it was a, what was it? Two quadrillas, right? 
they said quadrillas. You want to explain what that is? Quadrilla, very, very basque concept. So a quadrilla is your group of friends. And usually you have one or two quadrillas. You might have one from work, one from school. Or... One from the whole life, right? Yeah. And, that and would be your school days. Your, usually your school days will be your permanent quadrilla. Lifetime quadrilla, yeah. yeah. And it's actually quite a fixed group of people like it doesn't really change once unless they get like girlfriends or boyfriends and bring those in they're all allowed in but then when they separate they're kicked out you know you're oh yeah yeah you're out yeah your group of friends is your group of friends and mm. you're you're accepted as a boyfriend or girlfriend but if you split and up the boyfriend girlfriend usually have their own so they don't really care they... exactly <laughs> it's it's a very strict thing in the sense that there's a, a few it's quite a number of cases i've heard it sounds so grave when i say cases but if, <laughs> there's a number of of people that i've heard that were right at that age you're supposed to make your quadrilla had a boyfriend so they were part of their boyfriend's quadrilla but then it broke up a couple of years later um... No quadrilla. No, no friends. Lifelong no quadrilla. It, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. And I actually, mean, I remember when I moved here, I couldn't make any friends because they all have quadrillas. Yeah. It's quite a closed group. People will talk to you, but it's not, they're not trying to be friends. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> you're not going to get invited to all their stuff. <laughs> like, oh, but you're not in the group. So we can't yeah. invite you. Yeah. A lot of times in bars, you'll be chatting to somebody and then they'll go excuse me i'm with my quadrilla and just turn around and you're like okay <laughs> i guess we tried and now you're like oh i understand oh yeah understand. now now i understand entirely <laughs> yeah. it was quite a In the weird beginning, one. it's like wow how rude <laughs> I, I i still get irritated if i'm if i'm in a gay bar and the other guy's gay and i'm like well if you're just here with friends why even bother coming to a gay bar right just <laughs> hang out at home i don't know don't give me false hopes <laughs> Well, I mean, the quadrilla thing is pretty intense, but um, it's also a lovely system. Like, they will accept you however you are. It's kind of like a second family. You know, you can have yeah. terrible people in your quadrilla. You may not even get along with everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what I found, too, just by being a teacher and mm -hmm. talking to students. Exactly. Like, you hear the stories. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, you know, we don't really get along with this person or that. Mm -hmm. and, but they're in the quadrilla, so. So they have a. Uh, uh, they have a group of friends forever membership for life <laughs> which is good you know i think a lot of societies uh, a lot of those people would not have a, a close-knit group of friends and mm. and that's a good sort of social uh structure to have yeah and it's not i mean i i have like you i had a, a way in through a partner mm -hmm. so i was immediately part of his group of friends but then again we're gay so gay people have to make new quadrillas usually. Ah, I see. <laughs> Understandably. Because either they don't want to come out of the um, closet so early or simply, you know, for practical reasons, we're going to different clubs. So it naturally happens that we form new quadrillas. Mm -hmm. They're not as fixed as the traditional quadrillas, as you will understand. Mm -hmm. But then I've got another in with the Basque. Since I speak Basque, you know, it's much easier to make friendships and get to know people. I'm not invited into any quadrillas, but you get invited to things quadrillas do. So it's like me and my friends, 
are having lunch, you're welcome to come up. Yeah. yeah. So you, that happens more since I speak Basque. Mm -hmm. Not that I take them up, but it's sweet. It's sweet. <laughs> I feel welcome. The and the way the day, that a quadria enters into this story? Well, they were all protecting each other, clearly. Right. So it was the person that was coming in to rob them. Mm -hmm. That quadria beat the shit out of him. And, uh, and then another quadria that was nearby mm -hmm. called the police. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, clearly it was... And it, they were identified as quadrias, right? In the new story. Yes, of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. Because it's like everyone understands what that means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. And it was as it's you were... It's just part of the vernacular, you know? Yeah. And everyone understands what that means. It is. It is the quadrilla. And uh, as you were pointing out, it was a pretty bad beating up because not only was the guy taken to hospital, but um, two of the five were taken into custody. Mm. So they're still looking for the other three. Oh, three of them took... Oh, no. They yeah. split up the quadrilla. So two mm. were just happened to be right... They were the ones that the cops could grab and the they other three yeah. took off. They didn't describe the exact uh, way they had two and not five. but mm. um, That's probably what happened. But we can tell it was pretty big overreaction, let's say. Yeah. I mean, initially I was happy he got beaten up, but you don't need to get sent to hospital. No. Clearly. And you don't need to get beaten up. You just kind of need to be like, you know, get the hell out of here. Of course. I mean, Without... The thing is extreme violence, you know, no, of course, right? We, violence. I mean, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to punch anybody, you know, it's not a thing I do. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't do that, but it's also understandable because I, I think there's more, and, and I think it's something happening in Europe more and more everywhere, which people are getting more and more irritated with minor crimes not being dealt with because they're not dealt with mm. it's just not really considered a crime yeah and people are just hanging out and their mobiles are getting stolen so you know it's coming from a social frustration of course it's it, it's 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 too much right but we were talking about uh then what is justifiable and what's not justifiable right yeah because you you have to defend yourself and and actually yeah. so you if know, you're attacked then yeah, you should be able to defend yourself. Because there's a line in your insurance. When you get insurance, there's a line that says, if you don't fight back to get your mobile, you just let it be taken and you're not covered. So you're, there's a line and it says you have to try and get your mobile back with reasonable force. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah, it has to have been done with violence. Yeah. It had to have been taken from you with violence, with violence. in order for it to be covered If they just slip it out your pocket without you knowing and you don't do anything that's not covered by insurance so you know, know that's weird we're obliged to do something yeah that is weird so, so there's a contradiction there right i mean what is the country like the guy if the guy is nice to me like he's well not... like the contradiction <laughs> is like legally you shouldn't do any violence right i don't know if we're not supposed to do any i think you're... i wouldn't think that they would say you know if your phone gets stolen attack no, you know, so but it feels I think legally like... you are, you're kind of involved in a assault, you know, if you yeah, are a yeah. part of a, a physical altercation with somebody, right? 
but let's say so you're you're of two parties there's two parties having a physical altercation so those two that in itself Mm -hmm. is illegal right but then an insurance company will be like only if (laughs) you are involved in a physical altercation with somebody will we cover the loss of your phone I mean, they don't say physical art altercation. Well, I'm sure I'm just using the words. Like yeah, that's understand. the thing, you know, and I'm not a lawyer and I, it would be an interesting conversation. I am a lawyer, not a <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to know what is expected and, you know, because clearly, you know, I was going to say, let's start with something easy, like a push, right? That's clearly, I'm trying him not to get my phone. That's a clear message. I have pushed people. Me too. Me too. I mean... A drunk actually, push is I not actually a great push, but... kicked somebody. Look at you. Well, because I could tell he was going into my bag behind me. That's a mini crime time. And he was right <laughs> behind me and I kicked him. Okay. And did it work? Yeah. And nice. I turned around and I kicked him and I turned around and I started yelling at him. Yelling also works. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you, you would have been covered by your insurance, I think. Yeah. Do you think so? I would have said so. I mean, kicking is pretty clearly fighting back for your But phone. he didn't kick me. Like, like, um, my partner, Bobby, he had his phone stolen, um, once and they did actually like throw him to the ground, him and his friend to the ground, Mm -hmm. grab their phones. Right. And, uh, and because they had been thrown to the ground and kind of, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was taken with violence. Um, they were clearly they were covered. covered. Yeah. Right, right, right. Actually, the, his friend, yeah. who's when they picked up his friend's phone, because it was like an old model, like, they were like, this was a mirror. And they just <laughs> gave it back. Yeah. Hilarious. See, yeah. that's the kind of thing that we're So then it tired. was covered. Exactly. But yeah. like a pickpocket would never be covered. So you're expected to do something to the pickpocket, like kick him. I guess. <laughs> But I was starting, I was starting. Well, he didn't get anything from me. That's the I thing. I caught him like, going into my purse. You're saying like a kick shouldn't be legal, right? Right. Like I shouldn't be allowed to. Yeah. But like it, he could probably press charges against me for the kick. Let's you know say yes. Mean? It sounds correct to me. But then if he's not violent towards you, what does the law say? Just let them take the mobile. You know what I mean? That's, exactly. That's the that's consequence. The, yeah, that's the thing. Which, I mean, if. The, the worst thing is not only that. Because like, you think the law would be like, don't do anything. Yeah. It's only a phone. But then I just lose the mobile. Don't escalate. Every know? time, right? Cause, exactly. Because yeah. the insurance never going to Because you're never going to get. Yeah, exactly. So. And the cops are never going to get it back. Not you a mobile. You can go file a report, but. No. What's going to happen? So that's what's irritating. That's why they end up, I think, going overboard and beating this guy up way too much. No, yeah, for sure. They went overboard. But if they really pulverized. He's in the hospital. He's in the hospital, yeah. That's too much. Mm. And, you know, it was enough to get all of them sent to jail for at least overnight until they're yeah, catch they'll probably, the other they'll three. Yeah, they'll be charged with, like, assault or whatever. Mm. Mm. Pretty dodgy. And now their records are tainted. They have criminal records now. They do, I, I guess. And I don't know exactly what those consequences are. Because they're over, they're not minors, right? No, they got arrested. Well, they're 19. Yeah, so they're not minors. I guess is so considered a record now. Mm. Poor decision making. It's 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 a hard one. It's a hard one. 
Well, well, that was uh, the story about Parque Doña Casilda, which is next to the museum. Also, the Duck Park. The Duck Park is how they're known. Mm -hmm. Parque de los Patos. There's, there's also some. Uh, what is it? Pato Royal, Pavo Royal. Um, That's peacock. A peacock. Yeah. There's a couple of peacocks there oh. too. They're not loose though. They're, they're in the cage around the pond, right? They're not in a cage. Are they not? No, they're walking around. Oh. But they're not, yeah, I guess there's a fence around the area where they are. Okay. But I'm like, how do they not get out? I don't know. They can't fly? Can they not fly? They can fly a little bit, but they usually cut their wings so that they can't fly. Mm. You, you just cut the feathers. Pobres. Every so often, and they and can't And they just fly. have to live at that park. They usually just fly up into a tree to sleep. That's the only reason they fly. Oh. To get into a tree to sleep. But they can't go up to the tree to sleep. But they will have a little thing to to perch on in their little house, I would assume, because they want. It's like a chicken. They won't. They won't really be happy unless they've got a place to 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 coop on. You know, to like hold on to a little branch. Mm. So if you're nice to your chickens, they should have that. <laughs> Noted. And if you have peacocks, <laughs> please also <laughs> give them a spot to sleep. There's quite a lot of peacocks in in Brazil, so. <laughs> Quite common things. They're so noisy, though. Peacocks. Yeah. I don't know what they sound like. They go ah 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 in a different tone, <laughs> but they're very loud. They're very good. loud. I think that's kind of where the pea comes from. The peacock. It goes pea kind of Oh man, I'm gonna go down to the park and see if I can hear them yelling. I think, I think that's. And I'm gonna search. Is. I'm gonna see if they have a perching spot. Now I have a. Yeah, they're they're their well-being. Yeah, I have a plan now next time I go to that park. Sounds fun. It's a beautiful park. We recommend <laughs> everybody really visits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous sort of 1909-ish uh, was when it was. Oh, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Look at you. Facts. Yeah. The, the, you know, the the asylum, I think I, I used to be, people said to me it was an asylum, but I think it's basically empty, that big house in front of the park, just an over. asylum. You think they would put that there? I mean, they call it asilo in Castilian, whatever that is. I mean, it could be for anybody. Okay. But, like refuge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, <clears throat> so that was the, the, the owner of that house is who paid for the park. And then they oh. left the house to the city as well, which is why it became some institution. So they were very oh. nice people. Okay. Madame Casilda. Well, Doña Casilda. That was nice of her. Yes, very nice. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Mm, yeah. We all thank you. Beautiful park. Okay, we ready for the next one? We're ready. Hold on to your chapellas. Yes, hold on. <laughs> this one's a doozy. No, it's not. <laughs> this Let's one's just see. silly. So this one was a... I believe we talked about this actually a few weeks ago, the three of us. Mm -hmm. uh, you, Megan, and I. And it was... Um, the Archanja has identified and is investigating a 28-year-old man who climbed onto the outside rear of a bus in Pasaya. Oh, yeah. We remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, how many? 28-year-old. 28. So he was, the way that it's worded, 28-year-old man was traveling perched on the bodywork of a bus. I mean, it is. <laughs> this a is a translation. It's huh? a direct translation yeah. from Google. So I don't, I can't remember what the real word was that he used. But uh, it was circulating through town. And of course, it was causing a serious risk to his life and the life of other road users. True, more more so, to his, but still. Yeah. Well, no. yeah, and if you 
Well, he could have fallen off and someone's swerving not to hit him. It's definitely okay. not safe. It may have gotten into another accident. So, yeah. So, according to the Archenta, the agents learned from the media and social networks that a young man had climbed onto the back of the bus that was running along the old NI, the National Interstate. Mm-hmm. That's what those are. Mm-hmm. At the exit of Pasay Ancho okay. in the direction of uh, Capuchino's neighborhood of Erentiera. Let's see. Errentiera. Errenteria. Errenteria. Mm, that's also surname. So the video went viral. And because of the video of him riding on the back of the bus, that's how he got caught. Well, yeah, just don't post your many crimes on social media, people. That's a lesson <laughs> that's right, from that. That's right. Well, it could have been not that he posted it. True. It could have been like people saw him and started filming and then posted on their own. True. And then people saw it and said, oh, I know, that's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we do have facial recognition software these days. I assume police have access to that. Yeah, but for some, well, maybe, maybe. You know, just to try and. Yeah. So Pasaya is near San Sebastian. Okay, that side of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not ta- It's not our town. It's another town. I was using it as a loose expression. Uh, I see. <laughs> yes, of course. Because, yeah, that is the joke. That San Sebastian is a neighborhood of Bilbao. I was, I've heard I wasn't going that too. far, but yeah. You know. <laughs> Have we mentioned in this podcast that we've probably come up various times that Bilbao, um, the joke about people in Bilbao think Bilbao is so important in the center of the world that you are asked, do you have the world map of Bilbao? Uh and the world no, we map. did talk about this. We did. We yeah. Did. So that's part of that attitude. Yeah. Is well. That like everything around us is just a neighborhood. Neighborhoods. Of Bilbao. Paris, neighborhood of Bilbao. <laughs> Berlin, neighborhood of neighborhood Bilbao. Bilbao. Naughty neighborhoods, Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. They caught him. Well, that's that caught, story. But, like, do we know what he got? They identified him through the, through social media. And the media. So it'll be. So the images of him gone viral. Hmm. Hope, got him caught. Hopefully, just. Uh... I don't know if he was like joyriding. They haven't said anything. Like they're investigating it. So mm-hmm. they didn't say whether he was joyriding or he just couldn't afford the bus ticket. I mean, we know why that's a terrible excuse right now, right? Oh, true. Yeah. Because it's like half down price. The, the prices, yeah. We Only can... till December, though. Is it? Oh, yeah. No. It's going to be quite a shock when I have oh, to start no. paying full price. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know it's that. It's going to be quite a shock, I feel like, because I have to take the metro now every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ouch. So yeah, now I mean, I'm going to see how much that well, costs. They usually, if you get that monthly pass, so it's usually better. But... I know. I've been told, of course, that I should look into getting that pass with my photo on the body. <laughs> I don't but know. who has time for that, Douglas? Nobody has time Nobody for got that. time for that. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> It's just another thing to do. I've yeah. got a lot to do. Who's got time to go into the bus? Just grab it and go. Just get on the back <laughs> of the bus or the metro. Just get to work that way. Be fun in metro. <laughs> but the thing about the metro is like both sides have the conductor window. They do. Right? So you'd be looking at the conductor. Well, unless you're riding on the front. If yes. you're riding on the back, there's usually nobody back there. That'll be my plan. But I imagine there'd be a camera on you. So you'd be, you'd be hanging on to the front of the metro 
with the camera right in your face. Doesn't doesn't line three have no drivers? Oh, I don't know. Is that it, true? Was, it was supposed to be automatic, but I don't know if they did it in the end. I have no idea. I've gotten that metro on a few times. <laughs> I've been on it too, and it's never, where Ali Mosa lives. Yeah. But I've never like looked into the driver's we box. We'll ask. We'll look into it, everybody. We'll find out if it actually is mm. automated. That sounds like a plan. Okay, homework. We have ho- more homework. Jesus Christ! It's, it's 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 nice that we discovered what happened with the random. Yeah, the guy on the back of the bus. Small infraction, let's call it. I mean, I hope it's just some money they're gonna. Oh, charge. I mean, I imagine you could come up with all kinds of heavy charges for that. Hmm. That would get you into like a world of hell, legal yeah, hell. That was an interesting one about the Parque Doña Casilda one. They were the two guys that were in jail. They were charged with beating up the guy and also not providing help to him when he needed help. <laughs> oh, see, extra charges. So they definitely, I mean, it's kind of obvious that would happen, I would say, but you know, two charges for one. Mm hmm. You know, it would be random. Big punch. Okay, now you're hurt. Now let's call the ambulance. <laughs> Should we call the ambulance, you guys? Well, if legally, it... we're supposed to. Can you see like 19 year olds going, you know, legally, we're <laughs> supposed to be assisting this guy? <laughs> we don't want to get in that. trouble by not assisting this poor man that needs help. Let's get charged for one thing, not I two really guys. Doubt it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't even go that far. But if there were. A quadrilla to do that, it would be in a Basque country, though, wouldn't it? It would. It would. But somebody, like, there would be one voice of reason. It'd be the one that's always like the the killjoy in the group. Like you guys, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> You're like, come on, man, lighten up. Worked out in the end. I mean, well, he's in the hospital. Let's 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 be nice, nice citizens, people. <laughs> After we beat somebody up. Call an ambulance. ambulance. (laughs) That's the lesson from today. (laughs) There were some good crimes, I think. If you're going to beat people up, at Mm. least be part of their assistance. Yeah. Big selection now all over the world. Yeah, I have one more. You do? Oh, nice. Maybe we should break. True. Actually, I have one more. So. Oh, we both have one more. Okay, so let's break. Boom, boom, boom. See you in a minute. Okay. And we're back. We're back. So now my story. Um, this is not recent, right? This is not as a historical one. 1996 was the first story I found. And then the backup was 1994. Quite an interesting story to, to kind of come upon. So at first we get um, the, the beginning, the, the way we found this story was quite fun because I was looking for Orozco and I checked where Orozco was, which is one of our previous surnames. Mm-hmm. And then and a town. It's and a town. So mm-hmm. I was checking where the town was because I know it's, you know, I, I should be doing more from my Basque uh, geography. Well, we went to, sorry, we went on a hike mm-hmm. to Ibarra the, last Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, went past Orozco. And because I had been researching this story, oh. I was like, oh, there's a Roscoe. <laughs> cool. So we were near there. Anyway, and then I was just looking story. at the map. The next city north was Bengoetia, which mm. I know as a surname as well. Okay. So I wrote crimes Bengoetia. <laughs> oh, good. Good research method. Good. Um, 
I guess I can come out of the woodworks and also say it was a person I didn't like, the Mr. Bingoichea that I last knew, an ex-flatmate. So. Oh, so you knew, actually knew somebody so like that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. excited to talk about crimes of this family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. So uh, the, the, the first news that I came across was him being released from Germany. Not their old flatmate. Not him. <laughs> this is somebody else. No, no. He was just hard to get money for bills. That's that's the biggest mm. crime he committed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a crime. That's a mini Pay crime. Pay your bills, people. Pay your bills. It's a mini crime. Don't expect someone to pay your way. No, no. It just makes Douglas angry. That's the rule. So Javier Benguetia was uh, uh, condemned to three years in Munich. Oh, for with two of his uh, associates, uh, Julio Oroz, another Basque man, and a Colombian, Justiniano Torres, mm -hmm. they were all um, condemned to three years in jail in Germany for supposedly, well, not supposedly, they were smuggling. Convicted for. Convicted, sorry, I don't know the difference. What did I say? So, well, you were saying supposedly. But Sorry. At this point, it's been they've been it's convicted been... and sent to prison. Well, you'll understand this supposedly soon. Oh, <clears> oh <throat> sorry. There's sorry. a twist. Don't mean There's to jump ahead. Yes, no, no, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. Okay. So they were smuggling out 363 grams of plutonium <laughs> out of Moscow, Russia. Oh, dear. This is about 1994 we're talking. Okay. And so we came across this guy being released from jail. And it was weird just because... After the, serving his three years. You apparently, as it worked in Germany... He got out two years for good behavior. Well, in the article itself, it actually specifies that Germany... The law in Germany specifies that if you are not a German national, after half of your term, they're allowed to kick you back to your country. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I think is very fair. Very fair. How, Go home. However... Go cause problems somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So we looked up into what plutonium did and how it's used. And our, at least my first uh, inkling was kind of like, why would they want this, right? Surely it's to make some kind of bomb. <laughs> and then we started looking into it and it's like used, it just produces a bit of heat and it's usually used for satellites. Oh. That's the main use of plutonium these days, I guess. Okay. And so... Apparently, this was a setup by the German spy agency. What? It, yeah. They, it turns out, I mean, just come out with the, the end of the story first, and then we can talk about some, a couple more details. But, okay. So it turned out that the German state was trying to prove that there was a black market for plutonium when actually it was just them setting up. They, they found those people who did contraband, the, the two uh, best guys and the Colombian guy. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, you know, with help of the Spanish spy agency who, you know, I guess knew they were contraband people. Uh-huh. Smugglers, sorry. That's the word we were looking for. Um they asked them, you know, indirectly to, to move this plutonium from Moscow 
so they were like the agents were asking them, "Hey, can you guys do this little job for us?" Yeah, it was all we're set all up. Also, you know, it was all we're set also up smuggled by okay. the by it's so entrapment. That's called entrapment. It right? was entirely entrapment. I think maybe not legally, but something like that. I mean, yeah. goodness knows what Germany calls it. <laughs> yeah, because if you're the one, I think it is entrapment when you when you're the one setting up the crime. Mm. If it's the law, it, you know the the law agency or whatever mm -hmm. that's running the crime yeah it can be considered entrapment yeah it's like i understand that if you're a drug seller and a uh, like a policeman buys drug from you right that's you're the one selling the policeman the drugs yeah. right but if it's the policeman that's going hey i've got these drugs i want to sell mm -hmm. and the guy was and just the guy's hanging like, all out. right mm-hmm yeah, some well, they clearly did this naughty thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, why now? Why, right? Why would you want to create the idea that there's a black market of plutonium? Well, this case came out right before an election. Ah. Um... So there were great policemen working for the safety of your people. And it turns out there was no safety problem. Like plutonium is used for satellites and not for dirty bombs. <laughs> And there's no so the, demand for the market. So the police were working in favor of some political party? They wanted to show that the security services were taking care we're of you. We're doing the job that they're yeah, supposed yeah. to do. Re-elect okay. your, your people because we're taking care of you. Um, okay. But there was no such market. There was no market for plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was asking for it. Well, when, when we were taught, when we were... You know, told me you were going to tell me a story about plutonium. The only reference I have is from Back to the Future. <laughs> mm. What was it? It was a bit of a time traveling story. <laughs> <laughs> 1984. Does that count? 84. No. When did Back to the Future come out? I don't know. Oh, I can't I remember. Know. 84, I think. 84. Let me see. Somebody's uh, on it. Somebody's on it. Yeah. Don't worry. But um, but uh, so when they caught these guys and interviewed them, they were like they had no clue what plutonium was. They really didn't know what it was for, and you know they clearly had just been set up by these two agencies. Mm. Eighty-five. It was eighty-five. Eighty-five. So yeah, I guess it was. So like, the height of the Cold War. So plutonium at the time was like for. Um, sounded scary. Right, for like nuclear bombs and mm -hmm. it was used in... But not really things. though. That, that's the thing. Apparently, like like certain ones, it depends which one it was. It was a plutonium 398 or something. That was for satellites. And then 92 was for for helping uh, bombs explode a bit better. Something uh -huh. like that. And they don't specify here which kind of plutonium it was. But apparently this one wasn't even... And there were no Russians involved? They just sold the mer merchandise, I guess. To the Russians? To the con to the smugglers. Oh, so the, okay, yeah. The agents sold it to the smugglers to then do what with? That's the thing. There was no market for it. Oh. But since they were caught, obviously. Oh, so they just were caught with the merchandise that the agents had given them, basically. Well, they. I think they'd made them go to Russia. They kind of wrote. Right, the security agency said, "Here's the stuff. Bring it to this place in Russia." There, 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 there's. They were pretending to be a client who wanted plutonium, <clears throat> right? Okay. 
but there was nobody who wanted plutonium. Oh, so they sent them to Russia uh-huh. to get the plutonium yeah. and bring it back. And they landed in Germany. They caught them. They caught them with surprise, plutonium. surprise. <laughs> they didn't know what this was for. <laughs> Like we just here to bring it. They probably thought it was for back in the, back to the future, because yeah. that's what we all knew plutonium was for. Exactly. <laughs> that's the only way I know anything about anything is films. But we never built that car. No. So it was just a setup for an, an election. Wow. Poor bass guys. See. Yeah. They're just some normal smugglers. <laughs> Well, he served a year and a half, and that doesn't sound terrible. And then terrible. they sent him home. So now he's like living his best life in uh, what was the name of the town? Or no, he probably wasn't from that town. No, he just has the surname. Just uh, Mr. Bengoichea Javier. It doesn't say where he's from. It didn't. It didn't. It mm-hmm. just said there were two um, two sp- Spanish. Maybe we can get him citizens. on the podcast and interview about his experience. Maybe it's definitely cool down. I think. I hey, would've... if you're out there. Give us a ring. Yeah, I assume he's... Send us an um, email. He's retired. So if you're here to podcast, you want to become famous. <laughs> you want to talk about the worst day of your life. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. Maybe he has some other crime times to tell us. Yeah, maybe he could write a book about it. Mm. How he was set up by the German government. Yeah. It sounds like a crazy <laughs> story. So that was that one. Well, funny, funny, you know. I mean, uh, at least there was nobody wanting to explode a nuclear bomb, right? That's yeah, definitely good news for sure. For sure, hmm. just some some Russians wanting some extra money. Yeah, and they had some extra plutonium on hand to send over to Europe. Indeed. Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was that story. <laughs> good, good. I like the Bengoichewa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll tell my last story, which I think you'll get a kick out of. I didn't tell you anything about this, so I'm excited. It so in Vitoria Gasteis, which was what where our last story was based, mm-hmm. a judge who has vetoed the name Hysea, 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 Asia, Asia, to a girl, denied another baby to be called Yargi, Yargi, yeah. Yargi, mm-hmm. which means moon in Euskera. Yep. Okay, so alleging that it was oh, so uh, the judge prevented some parents from giving the name Yargi Moon in Basque to their newborn son, alleging that it was a girl's name, despite the fact that Basque uh, nouns do not usually have a gender. Yeah, and uh, that it accepts names as neutrals. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so the judge imposed the name of John. No way. That's yeah. That's a that's violation of many Isn't rights. Isn't that crazy? When is this from? This is from... Oh, no. Sorry. That's this a bad is... question because I did not... Oh, here it is. Boom, I found it. Uh, this points. is from November 3rd. My... No, this... no. Uh, 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 no. Yeah, November 3rd. November 3rd this year. That's like yesterday. Yeah. Wow. So the I'm family, of course, appealed to the Supreme Court. Absolutely. We're waiting for a resolution to that. I hope they come on. So the same judge side. has refused to register a newborn with the name Isaiah, mm-hmm. which means seed in Basque. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Asia. Okay. Asia. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Considering it uh, pejorative. 
and has imposed another phonetically and semantically very similar, Sia, which does not correspond to the one chosen by its parent. Very odd. Isn't that weird that a judge would have the right to... Well, I I mean, mean, I... I know that there are... uh, There's a history here of imposing the names of children Mm -hmm. because mostly because of the dictatorship. Yep. And imposing anything Basque was illegal. Yep. So, um, yeah, so there's a history of that. But that's crazy that today that that would be happening, right? It is. And especially... Especially because they're non-gendered, right? Yeah. Like, there's no gender to... To names and men. names. And not only that, I can't think of any names right now, but I know there are a couple of names that both girls and boys use. Like, you know. Which one? I can't. That's the thing. I can't think of one right now, but, um, you know, I know there are a couple. Like, I've heard of. I I just remember somebody saying, oh, this one's a boy. That one's a girl. And I was like, oh, okay. Same name. Cool. Okay. I mean. Well, I can keep reading about this. I'm, I'm, I have to burn another of my childhood stories, though. You know, my name's from a list. Oh, is it? Yeah. I was born in a dictatorship. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do my, tell. My name was one of the few names that my mom recognized in English. And she was like, okay, it's going to be Douglas. <laughs> oh, she had a list that she had to choose your name Approved from. Approved names, yeah. She couldn't, during the dictatorship. Who was the dictator at the time? I don't actually know. There's plenty in Brazil to choose from. <laughs> but one of them. One of them. <laughs> Um, the thing is, there was also a list here. So th- there was just yeah. a, a list that you could choose from. It wasn't right. like you could choose any name. Right. And I know that... That's at- why everyone is Joseph Maria, Maria Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, it was obligatory to include Maria in a girl's name as a second name. So, I mean, anyway, it's a, it's a restricted system. But, like, definitely in Latin America, I've... In my own family tree, I have seen some very intense names that they've chosen after you can choose anything. <laughs> ah. And I know there's a lot of, like, you know, there have been cases of, of parents wanting to call their child Hitler. And that, yes, that has, that. Been, that has yes. been stopped by judges. And I think that's No, fair. I have heard that too. Yeah, like, hmm. like things like that. Or just something, yeah. And distasteful. So I, I, yeah. I, I think there is a it's place. Like, no, you can't do that to somebody. Yeah, I think there's a place for for a judge to 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 comment on, but but the fact not that, that it's, much though, right? That like much. because it's considered a girl's name, yeah, and him. it's a boy child, him. you know, like yeah. If I want to be called Maria, I'll be called Maria. Yeah, like and even that, there are guys called Maria. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you would have thought Jose Jose Ma, you know, Jose, yeah, Marie Jose Maria, yeah, is is a very common name. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Okay, so I'm going to... Shall I read the rest of this? Go on. Okay. I mean, I'm already shocked. I think there's no more you can do, but... It must be remembered that nouns and adjectives do not usually have grammatical gender in Basque, as they do in Spanish or French. For this reason, it's common for names such as... Isaia? Yeah. Wind? Yeah. Ibar? Plain? Mm -hmm. Sustrai? Mm -hmm. Root? Mm -hmm. Or... Or Seru? Mm-hmm. Sky, mm-hmm. for example, can be used interchangeably in men and women. There we go. Gender distinction is made in some isolated words, although they are different words and not gender variants of a word. For example, in pairs such as cousin, cousin, god, goddess, prince, princess. Mm-hmm. 
So then they gave all the Basque. Do you want to read those out for for cousin cousin? I need bigger, bigger, bigger letters. Letter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm a 42, baby. <laughs> okay, so cousin cousin. We have Lengusu Lengusinha. And then we have God Goddess. Yanko and Yankosa. And Prince Princess. Prince Princesa. Okay. So then in 2019, the Academy of the Basque Language introduced a neutral names in its Gazetteer for the first time, valid for boys and girls. The list presents 500 Episeni given names. I don't know what that word means. Episeni? Episene. Episene? I'm not sure what that given means either. Names. Same. It must be a first name, maybe? Perhaps, yeah. Epicinity. I'm going to have you read all these Basque names, though, because I'm not even going to try. People are going to be yelling at their... Oh, epicinity is a lack of gender distinction, often, often reducing the emphasis on the masculine to allow the feminine. Okay. It includes androgyny, having both male and female names. Okay. So, the list presents 500 epiceni given names... Mm-hmm. That's quite a lot. That's so, cool. Here they are. You want to read them? Yeah. Some of them are Alai, Alonia, Mayur, Ametz. That's a nice one. It just means I dream. have a student named Ametz, but it's with a set Z instead of a S. Mm. Araitz. I have a student named Araitz. <laughs> Artsain, Getari, Urbil. Uh, that's a, that's a funny one because it means close. So a close person. That's cute. Irautza, Isaba, Haiskibel, Kemen, Loitsun, Sustrai. Yeah, and also diminutive names such as Agushin, no Agustin, Agustin, Arichu, Ashun, Bichori, Engravashi. Franchoa, Ignacio, Itzaso, Isabel, Jesús, Josepe, Juancho, Cachalin, Manu, Nacho, Chechu, and Shabi. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Good list of cute names. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very cute names. <clears throat> okay, so then the Uskal, what's the name of this in this? this? Escalzandia, which is the, the it's the equivalent, like we don't have it in English, but um, what they have in French is uh, the Académie Française de la Langue, which is the academy responsible for the rules of French language. Oh, okay. So the, the, there's the Spanish one too. The, exactly. Yeah. The, the Royal, Spanish? Real Academia de la Lengua Española. Yeah. Hmm. So that's the equivalent. Escalzandia is the Basque equivalent that defines how the rules should be in Basque. Okay. So this, they have offered advice to Isaiah's family so that they can register her, her daughter under that name. In this sense, he is assured that he sees no impediment to using the name Hasia. Mm -hmm. Hasia, like, Hasia, no. like a seed, yeah. From the, a linguistic point of view, yeah. as occurs with other names derived from a common noun. Yeah. And they named these, but also come from a common noun. Ametz, 
Ametz, yeah. Ametz, which is dream. Aiser, which is wind. Lisar, I'm not sure. Naya, Naya. Seru, or su Suites, which Swites. is just tree. I love that tree. one. Tree. Hmm. Hi, tree. Hi, doing tree. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm clearly biased. Cute. I love cute. Basque names. Tree. They're so cute. Okay, so thus through a note, um, Uskalatsandia. 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 You got it. Has assured that it is offering to write a report and make it available to the family in the next few days so nice. that if they so wish, they can use it to channel the controversy raised around that name. Very good. Mm-hmm. Has affirmed that this type of controversy is frequent in civil registries, especially due to questions of the gender associated with the name. Mm-hmm. In 2018, the Academy of the Basque Language asked the Spanish Ministry of Justice to act with flexibility in gender cases, since most of these issues derive from them. Absolutely. There so is some reasonable historia. reasonable advice there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... It's just weird to me that it's happening today. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, it's not nice, because you would have hoped we've moved beyond that. I was going to mention, though, sort of to... To build up a bit of the context is also because Basque was prohibited for so many decades. Mm. Um, a lot of these parents don't speak Basque, and maybe their grandparents do, like mm. the children's grandparents. But the the parents of the children many times don't speak Basque, so they don't necessarily have a close connection to the language. Which I'm just justifying the fact that sometimes they might uh, make the wrong choice, but you know. Clearly here, Oscar Sandia has backed up the parents. What do you mean? Like the wrong choice in terms of gender, a gender specific name? No, no, no. Just I'm, I'm maybe they just because um, just they could choose a word that that has different connotations. They don't understand, uh, for yeah. example. Yeah. Or just, you know, the name of an object that is too crass, you know, that mm. they might not know is an object, you know, they just might think it's a name of a place. It's a nice or, name. Yeah, or it's a nice word. Yeah. Mm, but actually, it might have a kind of a kind of shocking or bad meaning. And it, it's a kind of uh, an interesting one, though, also, because you have, oh, gee, I can't think of the name, though, right now. But what I meant to say is that even though the name can mean something negative, like hate, it's still, I mean, I'm not sure if that's exact. Uh, meaning of the the name I'm thinking of, but you know, something negative like that. And yet it's yeah. quite a popular Common name, name. Yeah. even though it's, it's a very random, but name. it might be a pretty name. It might be a pretty word, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it, they're, they're definitely, it's personal taste if you enjoy Basque names, but I do like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was a lovely story. Thank you. And so relevant. Yeah. Very lovely, lovely. No, but you know, Lovely because I know they're going to win and that fucking judge yeah, should good. go back to his country. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Douglas. I mean. in the episode. <laughs> Closing his culture on the Basque people. Uh, bueno, whatever culture that is. I mean, it sounds like he's like, you know, gender norms and, you know, that kind of crap is mm. just seems strange in India today. I mean, 
That's the thing, you know, when, yeah, when your weird. language has gender, it's sometimes hard to deal with different culture that doesn't have it. You don't quite get, 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 like, if you don't speak a language that doesn't have gender, it's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Understandably. Yeah. Um, so, um, do you have a mini crime time for today? Because I, I kind of do. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. This happened actually today. Mm-hmm. I was coming home on the metro, and um, when I was leaving um, to Plaza Unamuno, mm-hmm. there's usually like a busker mm-hmm. right near the metro. Did you kick exit. him? No, I did not commit any crimes. <laughs> but this is the mini crime that I saw. I was walking and I was listening to another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, competition, and I, competition. <laughs> no, they're I'm not joking. I'm joking. But um, I was listening to a podcast and I realized I'm, I'm listening to him singing and I can tell that he's singing um, Patience by Guns N' Roses, okay. right? I recognize the song because I'm a big fan of Guns N' Roses. But then I realized like, is he actually singing Patience? Uh-huh. So I paused my podcast to find out and sure as shit, the guy was singing like, like making totally nonsense words. I like that. And even the word patience, he wasn't saying. He was like, patience. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, that's a crime. That's an English. You should at least learn the words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's earning his life with that. He should definitely. Yeah, I felt like it was a crime. <laughs> earning, earning his keep it's a, it's a definitely a mini crime if he is earning his keep fine but uh yeah to me it was a crime it's, to it's be, a uh, audio crime right like language crime like play the song if you're gonna play the song i don't know am i wrong what do you think am i wrong it was really funny to me you know to hear somebody going and i was wondering how many other people around me knew that he was not making any sense i looked around like does anybody else realize that this guy is not actually saying anything and just making sounds i mean i always find it odd when people are doing that have you seen it a lot i have seen it um a number of times i feel like yeah i've heard somebody doing it with like bob dylan or something hmm it's just like the street. a lot of times it'll be most of the time I think that I've heard that happen. It's like somebody goes, oh, you know that song? And kind of goes, rah, 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 sure, and then they don't but know. somebody performing it. Like that's yeah. what's weird to me. It's like somebody that like likes the song has learned the chords to play the guitar and everything. So they managed, to it. they were actually playing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was playing it on the guitar, but he just never learned the lyrics. One skill out of two. That's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's fine. Because you know, some people some, some people put the background thing and then sing, and then they don't do the music. So you're allowed to do one out of two. But so he should <laughs> have be like going to karaoke, right? He he just needs the the lone <laughs> voice and shut up and just play the guitar. No, that's what you want him to do. I felt like going and taking over. Oh, I felt like that. you play the music and I'll sing the song. That would have been beautiful. That would be beautiful. He probably would find it a crime, though. Himself. He would. He would. He'd be like, who's at this least, bitch? At least a mini crime. My, trying to get my, my tips. Hustle. Trying to get my tips. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's uh, a worthy story of, of mini crying time i think i'd still have to look up the words on on like i'd have to look them up on my phone or something that's normal to follow the song nobody knows lyrics i know i mean i do know lyrics but like not everyone not every single mm-hmm. lyric to that song what's that little although one? i do love that song mm. it's a good one like guns and roses nice I'm, I'm pretty bad at lyrics so i'm always gonna need the help in front of me mm. yeah hey that's well, all i've got it was fun it was a nice story <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you weren't hurt <laughs> no, no, no nobody got hurt, hurt. <laughs> nobody got hurt it was funny it was funny it was cool. actually a hilarious little moment in my day so that's lovely but a i still found crime. it to be a crime <laughs> i agree i agree <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, thank it, you. It was a it, it was a chill time learning about Basque people and their crimes. Yeah, <laughs> and be sure to reach out to us for your mini crime time, yeah. and it can be anything, and it can be from anywhere, and it doesn't have to be with the Basque country. Mm-hmm. We're going to be excited. And if you to... want to audio record it, also that would be fun. You can send us an audio recording mm-hmm. of your story, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll play it. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks Have for a good one. Us. Yeah. What's our cutoff? How, how do we? We bid you agur. Crimes of the Basque Lands is written and produced by Douglas de Carvalho, Julie Garcia, and Megan Dooley. The sound and editing for each episode by Douglas de Carvalho, and Megan Dooley. Theme song written by Douglas de Carvalho, Julie Garcia, and Megan Dooley. Sung by the choir with no name and produced by Tom Squires. Podcast art by Distinct Signal. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crimes of the Basklands and contact us at crimesofthebasklands at gmail.com with story ideas worldwide which have a connection to the Basque country or any rave reviews. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, like, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, Agur! agur.